0: You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The TIE. Thanks for listening. The TIE is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetie.ca and become a TIE Builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. Conflict of Interest Alleged in BC Housing Decisions By Jen St. Denis, November 25, 2022 Texts sent by former B.C. Housing CEO Shane Ramsey to an employee appear to include repeated references to projects and funding involving a housing provider headed by Janice Abbott, Ramsey's spouse, despite conflict of interest rules barring such communication. Attira Women's Resource Society has received over $121 million in funding from the Crown Corporation since 2018. The texts came to light this week as the B.C. Liberals pushed for answers about an ongoing investigation of B.C. housing. Premier David Eby revealed that the investigation involves a forensic audit of the Crown Corporation that will be completed in early 2023. The audit is being done by B.C.'s Office of the Comptroller General, which is responsible for the quality and integrity of provincial government's financial management systems. According to the terms of the audit's reference, it will evaluate BC Housing's record-keeping and decision-making for financial transactions, evaluate if the Crown Corporation used public money for its intended purpose and undertake a risk-based analysis of cash outflows to selected housing providers and perform limited data analytic procedures on other payments made by BC Housing, considering potential fraud risks faced by the organization. Ramsey, who had been CEO of BC Housing since 2000, resigned in August. His resignation came several weeks after a review of BC Housing identified issues with how supportive housing projects are selected and after the government fired the entire board of the Crown Corporation. Ramsey said increasing violence in the downtown east side and hostility to social housing projects convinced him it was time to step down. A conflict of interest protocol has been in place since Ramsey and Abbott, who has been the CEO of Atira Women's Resource Society since 1992, married in 2010. The protocol stated that Ramsey was supposed to avoid any discussions related to Atira with B.C. housing employees, executives, or the B.C. housing board. He was also not supposed to take actions intending to influence any decision involving Atira. The tie obtained the text messages from the B.C. Liberals, who say they got them from a whistleblower who is asked to remain anonymous. Andrew Reeve, the communications manager for the party, said B.C. Liberal staff had been unable to verify the messages. A handwritten note on the document says that Ramsey sent the messages to a former vice president of operations for B.C. Housing, Craig Crawford. The TIE has independently verified that the messages were sent from Ramsey to Crawford in 2018. During a press conference in Victoria Tuesday, BC Liberal leader Kevin Falcon told reporters that the text messages raise a lot of concerns. Because this is where a proper board with the proper skill set would make sure that there are guardrails in place to ensure that an apparent or perhaps even actual conflict of interest is avoided by ensuring there are proper protocols in place, Falcon said. It would appear, based on some of the text messages that I've had the opportunity to review that none of those provisions were in place. In an emailed response to questions sent by the TAI this week, BC Housing said it has not yet verified the authenticity of the text messages and can't comment on the specific allegations. The Crown Corporation said it takes conflict of interest very seriously and a specific conflict protocol was in place related to Ramsey and Attire Women's Resource Society because of the relationship between Ramsey and Abbott. Several former B.C. housing employees the Tai has previously interviewed, who also asked to remain anonymous, said they had concerns about conflict of interest when they worked at the Crown Corporation. They said Ramsey broke guidelines repeatedly when he discussed funding decisions and project contracts related to Atira with them and other BC housing staff, and that he repeatedly pressured senior staff to approve funding to Atira. The Tai sent Ramsey a full copy of the text messages, but he did not reply to messages asking for a response and declined to comment when the Tai reached him by phone on Wednesday. Attira did not respond to requests for comment. Atira Women's Resource Society is one of many nonprofit organizations that operates housing in BC, and the largest in Vancouver's downtown east side. With a mission to end violence against women, the society runs temporary housing for women fleeing violence, supportive housing buildings, daycares, and services like a women only overdose prevention site in the downtown east side. In 2020, it had total revenues of $66.6 million with 81% coming from government sources. Its for-profit subsidiary Atira Property Management Inc. operates 18 single-room occupancy hotels. Most of the SROs are run as supportive housing, and 11 of the buildings are owned by the province. The organization also has a development wing, Atira Development Society, and has built two new housing projects in Vancouver and one that is under construction in Port Coquitlam. According to BC Housing documents obtained through a Freedom of Information request, Atira Women's Resource Society is now the largest supportive housing provider funded by BC Housing. Its funding has increased at a more rapid pace than other major supportive housing providers that do similar work. The text messages released by the BC Liberals show that Ramsey repeatedly relayed information from Abbott and often suggested that supportive housing contracts should go to Attira Women's Resource Society. We doing a women's only in Surrey? That would be a good one for Attira, one message reads. Another goes on to complain that PHS, another housing provider, is being considered to operate an unspecified housing project over Attira. The messages also appear to show that Ramsey was unhappy at the progress of an external review of Atira's finances and governance that had been commissioned by B.C. housing staff. The TIE has previously reported that the review, by accounting firm BDO, was started in an attempt to solve long-running problems with Atira's finances that were causing conflicts between B.C. housing and Atira staff. When BC Housing's executive team received a draft copy of the BDO report in 2018, which identified serious financial and governance problems at Atira Women's Resource Society, they recommended not funding new projects for Atira until the problems could be resolved. But BC Housing's board chair at the time, Cassie Doyle, overrode that decision after meeting with the board chair of Atira Women's Resource Society. The board also decided to suspend work on the BDO review. Where is BDO at in their review? One of the text messages from Ramsey reads. Understand they have wasted months and not focused on cash flow issues caused by us not funding maintenance in previous years because then we thought it was manageable. What are next steps? In another message, Ramsey pushes for BC Housing to approve funding requested by Attire Women's Resource Society. I also understand we didn't approve the expenditure for past bad debt of approximately $200k, another head-scratcher given the folks that Atira serves. This is almost $400,000 in expenses that we have not reimbursed and again, we scratch our heads about cash flow. I have enough issues, to deal with and don't need this one, to bite me in the ass. It is not good enough to say wait for BDO, we have been saying that for over a year now. I get there are financial management and accounting issues that BDO will assist in resolving we just don't need to compound them. In another message, Ramsey refers to a specific budget item for an Attire Women's Resource Society program. Attire budget meeting today, $6,000 per year, for food at Sorella. 108 units, one message reads referring to Sorella Housing for Women, a supportive housing buildings operated by AWRS in the downtown east side, Asked for an increase to food budget and Maria says we are not increasing food budgets. Compare the budgets for Sorella and other 12 sites? According to former BC Housing employees, the Tai has interviewed, Ramsey initially followed the conflict of interest protocol that was put in place in 2010. But over the years, Ramsey began asking staff about Atira Women's Resource Society projects. The comments were usually made verbally in one-on-one discussions, the employees said. I witnessed Shane giving direction to staff regarding properties that Atira was interested in. I also witnessed Shane questioning why other nonprofits had gotten projects Atira had unsuccessfully applied for. That happened on more than one occasion, one former employee said. In previous responses to the TAI, BC Housing has said it had never received any complaints about Ramsey breaking conflict of interest rules. The employees who spoke to the TAI said they never reported their concerns about conflict of interest to the board of BC Housing or the minister responsible for housing because they feared losing their jobs. Thanks for stopping by the TAI today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.